This sermon is titled The Rock That Followed Them. Be enriched as you listen. During the month of December, we're bringing simple messages to help us focus on the person of Jesus Christ and just reflect on who Jesus is, what he's done for us, what he means to us. And so keeping in that vein, this morning I want to just speak to us, share with us a little bit on this sermon titled, The Rock That Followed Them. The Rock That Followed Them. And this title is taken from the text in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 4. So we're going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 4. The Apostle Paul wrote for us here, he says, Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to become to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. I'm going to read verse 4 again. And all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. So you're going to spend some time meditating on the rock that followed them. So the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit here in 1 Corinthians 10, is looking back at the journey of the people of Israel. As they went through the Exodus out of Egypt, and now they're journeying through the wilderness into the Promised Land as they journeyed. They encountered the rock on two occasions. And we look at that. In the natural, they had two amazing encounters with the rock. And the rock supplied water for them when they were thirsty, desperate. Water came out of the rock on two occasions. But the Apostle Paul is telling us that there is something spiritual about that ex- those experiences. Those experiences were in the natural. They were in the wilderness on two occasions. They were in desperate need of water, and God provided water out of the rock, two occasions. But he's saying, they drank of the same spiritual drink. So he's saying, hey, they drank water. But there was something spiritual about that. And they drank out of that spiritual rock. So there was a natural rock out of which water came. But there's a spiritual dimension to it. Spiritual rock. And then he tells us something very interesting. This rock followed them. Now that's very counterintuitive. Because if you think of the natural, rocks don't walk. Rocks, huge rocks, they're stationary. They're in one place. But there's something different here in the spiritual dimension. And this 
rock followed them or literally accompanied them, journeyed with them, traveled with them. And then he tells us, I'm talking about the spiritual rock, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. So, while he in the backdrop of the natural story, he's pointing us to the spiritual, which is relevant for us today. The natural was an experience that happened thousands of years ago for the people of Israel as they were journeying through the wilderness. That was their experience. But today, the spiritual dimension is relevant, it's applicable, and it's something you and I walk in, that you and I tap into the spiritual rock and the spiritual drink. And so... We want to spend a few moments today, this morning, reflecting on the rock that followed them, the rock that follows us. Now in the Bible, uh, or let's, let's say this first. The rock, when we talk about the rock, we, in our minds, we envision it. It's a picture of something that is immovable, that is unchangeable, that is strong, reliable. When you think about Nandi Hills, you know, years have come and gone, it's still there. <laughs> it's unchangeable, it's immovable. There may have been storms and hurricanes and I don't know what else, but it's still there. Time has come and gone. It's still there, unchangeable, immovable. The rock, big rock, just standing there. So it paints a picture for us, the rock. Uh, metaphorically, it's, a, it's something uh, that's strong, that doesn't change, that is immovable. And it's also a place of strength and security. So you take refuge under the rock. You hide under there. You know, if there's a storm or something, you can go in there and stay in some of those gaps, keep you safe. So that's what the picture of the rock represents or communicates to us strength refuge something strong reliable immovable unchangeable and in the bible the same metaphor is used of god how god is in our lives in several places example in psalm 18 the psalmist david says the lord is my rock that means God is this in my life. In my life, He is that immovable, unchangeable, strong, and reliable person in my life. God is my rock. The Lord is my rock. So God is that to me. So we're not saying the rock is God. We're saying God is my rock. He is that place, that person. Who is immovable, unshakable, unchangeable, reliable, strong. I can lean on him. I can take refuge in him. I can depend on him. He's my rock. So Paul is using that. And he's saying, Jesus Christ is our rock for us in the New Testament. That rock was Christ. So what we're going to do is just try to reflect on this and 
Go back to those two occasions in the Old Testament when the people of Israel encountered the rock. Just look at that and draw some insights for you and me on who Jesus is to us as our rock. That's what we're going to do. You with me so far? So, as the people of Israel were journeying through, they came out of Egypt, journeying through the wilderness, they came to a place where they ran out of water, they were so thirsty, so desperate, and they all got angry with Moses. Moses, what you did? You brought us to this place, no water, and they were so upset, shouting at Moses. We pick up this story in Exodus chapter 17, where on this occasion, God tells Moses, I want you to strike the rock and I'll bring water. Right? They're crying out for water. God tells Moses, Moses, I want you to strike the rock and I'll provide water for these people. So let's just read that little portion. Exodus 17 verses 4 through 7. So Moses cried out to the Lord saying, what shall I do with this people? They're almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, go on before the people take with you some of the elders of Israel. Also take in your hand your rod with which you struck the river and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock in Horeb. And you shall strike the rock, and water will come out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. So he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah, because of the contention of the children of Israel, and because they tempted the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? So first occasion, God says, Moses, strike the rock. Natural, that's what Moses did. Took his rod, struck the rock. But Paul is telling us there's a spiritual side to it. That spiritual rock was Christ. That means now he's saying there was the natural water that flowed which quenched the thirst of these people. But look at the spiritual. There is a spiritual drink that we all drink of. And there's a spiritual rock, Christ. When he was struck, pointing to his crucifixion on the cross, there was the spiritual drink that came out. There was a provision of God that flowed through the spiritual rock that was struck. That is Jesus Christ crucified on the cross. God released the spiritual drink, the provision that you and I need to meet our needs. And we drink. Of that spiritual drink. The provision of God that was made when Christ was crucified on the cross. Are you with me? That's a spiritual side. And it says you and I drink of that. That means you and I, whatever our need is, God has made a provision through the cross of Jesus, when that rock was struck, the spiritual rock, Jesus Christ, when he was crucified on the cross, God released the spiritual drink or the spiritual provision, the provision that comes from him to meet our every need. 
the provision was made. As a side note, I just want to point out this in verse 7. The people questioned. You see, as they were journeying, they questioned, Is the Lord amongst us? Is God with us? Look what's happening, Moses. You brought us to a place there is no water. There's no life, nothing. Now they forgot. Everything else God had done. He came to this place. It was so desperate. The thought that came to their minds is, Is God with us? Now, the reality is, you and I sometimes have the same question. You know, we go through things in life. It's like there's no sign of water. I mean, like it's dry. Nothing, no sign of life. Then we say, is God with me? You know, is God with me? Is God amongst us? They ask the question. You and I are sometimes, in our life situations, tend to ask the same question. But I want to point us to the same answer that God gave those people. To them, it was a natural thing. They wanted water. God said, Moses, strike the rock. That's my answer. For you and me. When you and I are tempted to think about, is God with me? Nothing's happening. Look at all. You know, everything's going wrong. It's, it's, I can't find water. It's, it's so hard. Whatever. Is God with me? I want to point you and me to the rock that was already struck, the cross of Jesus. Anytime you are tempted or you, are, you have that question, which many of us will have at times, is God with me? Look at the cross. Look at the rock that was struck because that's God's answer. Look at the cross. The provision you and I need was already made. And God is saying, look at the cross. Amen? Do that. That you have this question coming in your mind. Is God really with me? Don't forget the cross. Where the rock was already struck. God's answer. So, what are we understanding now about the rock? Two things we already know. First, the rock is a sure foundation. That's a picture we understand. And Christ is that. He is a sure foundation. A firm foundation. That means when you are on this rock, when you are established on this rock, nothing can shake you. A sure, a firm foundation. The Bible refers to Christ as the chief cornerstone, a precious stone, a sure foundation. Both in the Psalms, Isaiah, and then in the New Testament, those scriptures are quoted telling us that Christ is a sure foundation. But I want to just bring attention to this. In Isaiah 28 verse 16, 
And the prophet Isaiah is speaking about Jesus, uh, is, is foretelling. God says, behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, a, a, a firm foundation, which we know is speaking about Jesus because it is quoted in 1 Peter chapter 2 and other places. He also says this, he who believes will not be put to shame. So is Christ your rock? Is Christ your firm foundation? The Bible promises he who believes will never be put to shame. That's the assurance we take. Christ is my rock. He is my firm foundation. And the Bible guarantees he who believes will not be put to shame. I mean, you may go through some things. It doesn't say you'll never go through stuff. You may go through some things, but you know, with Christ is your firm foundation, God himself has said, he who believes will not be put to shame. Just wait till the end. Wait for the outcome. You will not be put to shame. You will not be disappointed. God will not abandon you. God will come through for you. God will vindicate you. Because you've made that rock, the spiritual rock, your firm foundation. You made him your foundation. Lord, you're my foundation. You're my rock. You're my foundation. I'm, this is all I have. But God's guarantee is you will not be put to shame. The second thing we understand about Christ, our spiritual rock, is that He is our place of refuge. He is our place of strength. He is our place of security. As a rock, He provides that. So you go hide there. Lord, you are my rock. I mean, they used to sing an old song. I don't know whether they, they sing it these days. You are my rock and my salvation. Uh, if I call Sarup, I'm sure he'll sing it. But <laughs> that was a beautiful song. He used to sing it. You are my rock and my salvation. You're my place of refuge. Oh, the psalmist said, you are my hiding place. You are my hiding place. Lord, I'm coming here. Hide under the rock. He's my rock. The spiritual rock. You are my hiding place. This is where I take refuge. This is where I am surely protected. But the third insight that we draw from Exodus 17 is that the rock is also our source of supply. Now, this is a little counterintuitive because you don't expect water to come out of the rock. But God is saying, this is what I do. From this spiritual rock, Christ, comes the spiritual drink, the provision. So here's the third aspect that we add to our understanding of the rock. That he, this rock, is the source of God's supply, of God's provision for my life. 
all that I need flows out of this spiritual rock, Jesus Christ. Amen? So he is also the source of our supply. So let's look at the next encounter that these people had with the rock, which Paul is pointing to. So they journeyed through the wilderness for some time, and they once again found themselves in the same situation. They needed water to drink, and they did the same thing. They grumbled with Moses, got angry with Moses, and Moses did the same thing. He went to God, said, God, what am I to do? This is in Numbers chapter 20, and we'll just read a few verses here. Numbers 20. Verses 6 to 8. This time, God told Moses, speak to the rock. Speak to the rock. Let's read that. Numbers 20, verse 6. So Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the door of the tabernacle of meeting. They fell on their faces and the glory of, of the Lord appeared to them. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, take the rod, you and your brother Aaron, gather the congregation Speak to the rock. Everybody says, speak to the rock. So God told him, speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock, and give drink to the congregation and their animals. Now, I'm not going in, we're not going into the rest of the story of what Moses actually did. He struck the rock and all of that. We're not getting into that. I want to just focus on what God told him to do. Second time, you're thirsty again. This time, speak to the rock and water will come. Think about that. Everything God does, every instruction God gives is intentional. There's meaning. There's purpose behind this. They're in the same situation. God, we need water. We're desperate. We're thirsty. But this time, just speak to the rock. So what does that mean? The spiritual side. What does that mean to you and me today? Jesus Christ is the spiritual rock. God's provision is that spiritual drink that we all partake of. But what should we do? Just speak to the rock. That's all. Why? Because he's already been struck once. So now as we journey, when we come to our place and points of need, what must we do? Speak to the Speak to the rock. Talk to him. Call out to him. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be said. Speak to the rock. So that means today when we come to our points of need, when we come to places of need, we're not saying, oh Jesus, please die for my sins again. He's not going to do that again. He's done it once. Oh, Jesus crushed the head of the devil again. He's not going to do it again. He's done it once. The work is finished. It's done. He's already been struck. 
and the water is still flowing. All we need to do is speak to our spiritual rock, Jesus Christ. And Christ came to fulfill the scriptures. God set it up in the Old Testament 2,000 years ago. Jesus came. He was struck on the cross for you and me so that God could release that spiritual drink, the provision to meet all our needs. And today, as you and I journey, all we have to do is speak, call on Jesus, believing that the provision has already been made because he was already struck. We're not crying out, so Jesus, do it again. He's done it. We just speak to him. Lord, I believe that when you died on the cross, you already made provision. You were struck once and the river flowed. I believe that. So here I am in a point of need today and I'm asking, I'm just speaking to receive. I'm just calling on the name of the Lord to receive. That's our spiritual rock. But Paul also, very interestingly, says something very strange, which we want to notice. He says, the spiritual rock that followed them. So you think about it in the natural. In the natural, the people thought, hey, one rock Back then, another rock. Now, two encounters with the rock and water came. So for the people, in their mind, these were two distinct, separate experiences. But Paul is telling us, you know, actually, the rock never left them. The rock accompanied them. The rock journeyed with them. And that's our rock, Jesus Christ. Now, how do we translate this? See, the problem with them was they encountered the rock once, water came out. But like human tendency is, we just forget. We forget the miracles. We forget the good things God does. And so they forgot. They went into unbelief. They went into sin. They committed an immorality, idolatry, all kinds of things. And then when they reached a place of desperation, cried out again, God came another rock experience. What a cake. But sometimes you and I tend to live like this. We try to live from one encounter to the next. Oh, 10 years ago, when I went to that camp, I had this great experience. God came down. He touched my life. 
wonderful encounter 10 years ago. And we are waiting for the next encounter with the rock, another encounter. Oh God, give me another encounter. And what he's telling us is, look, the rock never left you. The rock is with you. So don't live just from encounter to encounter. I mean, we have encounters with God. That's wonderful. Enjoy it. But don't forget, our spiritual rock accompanies us. He's with you today. Your rock, your spiritual rock is with you today. So don't just live from encounter to encounter. I mean, if you have that, that's wonderful. But learn to recognize this reality that your spiritual rock is accompanying you. He's with you today. He's your rock today. You don't have to just look back. It's nice to recall the good things of God. It's not just you have to live in anticipation and hope that you'll have another encounter. That's nice if you have it. But live in the reality that your rock is with you today. He is that spiritual rock who accompanies you today. He is your rock in your life today. Whatever your circumstances, whatever your situation is, that rock, that your spiritual rock, Jesus Christ, has not left you. These people forgot. So Paul is telling us, actually, the rock accompanied them. The rock followed them. The rock was with them. They didn't realize it. Amen. May you and I live in this understanding that our rock accompanies us. He's the rock who follows us. Amen. Worship team, please come. So what are the key takeaways this morning as we think about who Jesus is to us this Christmas season? We are going to celebrate, we are celebrating Jesus. But who is Jesus to you today? He is your spiritual rock. The rock of your life. And you and I, like the psalmist, say, God, you are my rock. The Lord is my rock. God is my rock. Christ, as our spiritual rock, is our firm foundation. Lord, my life is built on you. It's all on you, 100%. He's my foundation. And he promised, whoever believes will not be put to shame. Your life is built on the firm foundation. Your life is built on Christ, the solid rock. And God has promised you will not be put to shame. He's your rock. He's your firm foundation. He's your place of refuge. He's strong. He's reliable. He will keep you safe. He will keep you secure. The fiery darts may come. The attacks may come. But 
He is your place of refuge. And as your rock, He is your source. Through Him comes all of heaven's provision in your life. That spiritual drink has been provided for you and me. So all we need to do today is speak to Him. Speak to Him. Speak to Him. He's finished the work. It's been done. Speak to Him. And never forget that He accompanies you. Between encounters, you will have some wonderful experiences and all that. Enjoy it. But don't forget, He's a spiritual rock who's always with you. He accompanies with you. He's journeying with you. Through all life situations, through all the ups and downs, through all of the experiences of life, He never leaves you. He is your rock who accompanies you. Amen. So rest in this. Christ is your rock. Rest in that. Amen. Let's rise to our feet, please. As we take a few moments this morning, as we worship, I want you to look to Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, you are my rock. You are my rock. You are the rock of my life. You are my firm foundation. You are my place of refuge. And you are the source. Through you the river flows. And I speak to you. Whatever your need is. We could all be in different places in life. With different needs. Look to Jesus. Speak to Him. Because Paul says, we all drink of that same spiritual drink. That means there's only one source, only one fountain, only one river that flows to meet all our needs. It's the rock who, ha- who was already struck. Jesus Christ. So take some time to pray, please. Look to Jesus. Let him minister to you. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship. And we lift your holy name. You deserve the glory.
Father, even as your word has been proclaimed and you have made Jesus to be our rock, Christ is that rock, our foundation, our firm foundation. And we will not be put to shame. And Father, I just speak over your people, God. Whatever circumstance, whatever situation each one might be going through, we know that we will not be put to shame as we rely entirely on Jesus Christ, our sure foundation, our firm foundation. We will not be put to shame. That you, O God, are our glory and the lifter up of our heads. And you will cause us to be honored and not ashamed. We thank you, O God. And Father, we pray for that place of refuge, that people will find comfort and strength and a place of refuge in you where no weapon of the enemy formed against them will ever prosper. But they will be in this place of in 
invincibility where no scheme of man, no scheme of the enemy will harm them. That they will be divinely protected because Christ our rock is our place of refuge. And Lord, we thank you for that provision you've made through Jesus Christ. And in each of our lives, let, let that flow, that provision that comes, meet every need. Meet every need. Emotional, physical, financial, spiritual. Meet every need through the river that flows out of the rock, Jesus Christ. Let your people experience it, Father. We thank you, God. We thank you. Before we close this morning, I just want to give an invitation to anybody here you have never received Jesus Christ into your life. Maybe you were just visiting here this morning. The Bible calls us to believe in Jesus, to believe in the person of Jesus Christ. He alone is the one who can forgive us our sins. And bring us into this relationship with God. Where God becomes our father and we become his sons and daughters. But we personally, each one of us, has to make that decision to believe in Jesus Christ. And if you're here this morning, you've never done this before in your life, I'm going to lead us in a simple prayer to believe in Jesus. And say, Lord Jesus, you be the rock of my life. I need that. I need that place of strength and security and stability come into my life. Be the rock of my life. I'm going to lead us in a simple prayer. And if you feel prompted in your heart to do that with me, please pray this with me. Just say this with me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. Forgive my sins. Make me a child of God. And help me to follow you and you alone. The rest of my life. And Lord, be the rock of my life. Be my foundation. Be my place of refuge. And be my total source. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Anybody who prayed this prayer with me for the first time, very first time in your life, if you don't mind, could you raise your hand? Anybody who prayed this prayer with me for the very first time? Anyone here? You can just wave your hand at me. I see one, two, three. Anyone else? Anyone else? Just wave your hand at me. Our greeters will come to you and give you a welcome packet. Anybody else? We just want to see your hand. Anyone else at the back? I see another hand right there at the back. 
Number four, God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? All right. If you made this decision, they want to help you in your journey of faith. They want to help you in your walk with Jesus. So we've given you a little bag that has a few books, resources for you to read. If you could kindly write your name and number on that card that ushers have and just give it back to them. Somebody from the church office will call you. They'll guide you on how to use that. Use those resources and what else you can do to grow in your faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. So please do that. Hand the card back to them and you will receive a call uh, from somebody in the church office. We're going to close and let's receive the benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, and books, please visit apcw4.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, visit apcbiblecollege.org. Do remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the Apple or Google Play Store.